Oh no, another new year? I think every time we bring in a new year, we have the best of intentions to make the upcoming year even better than the year before. We resolve to do things better or make commitments to our self-promotion. The beginning of a new year brings the hope and optimism of what might be waiting for us in the weeks and months ahead. Well, as an actor, I'm sure you've thought about the next year and the roles you might have or performing opportunities that are going to be available to you. The question becomes, is there anything I can do to realize our prospects? Let's find out on this episode of Casting Actors Cast. It's time for another episode of Casting Actors Cast, insights for actors from a casting director. Here he is, your host, Jeffrey Dreisbach. Well, hello and welcome to today's episode of Casting Actors Cast. Welcome. I'm Jeffrey Dreisbach. I'm a casting partner with McCorkle Casting in New York City. How are you? Well, happy New Year to you all. So grateful that you are tuning in. This is that moment of the podcast where I get to say thanks. Hey, listen, if this is the first time you've tuned into the podcast, I'm excited that you're on board. Please consider going to the website, castingactorscast, all one word, dot com. Um, you're going to find more information out about the podcast, but additionally, there's a form on the landing page that says dive into the talent pool. And if you do that, that's going to open up some freebies for you just by giving me your name and your email address. By the way, I don't do anything with that. I don't spam you. On occasion, I might send out a promotional email about an upcoming podcast. But listen, I don't chew up your bandwidth, if you know what I'm talking about. But if you do go to the website, that's a place where you can ask me a question that I can answer on the air. You can find out more information about the podcast. You can also just simply fill out the form and say, I enjoy listening to the podcast. So you can leave me any kind of a message that you like. There's also a place where you can um, send me a voice message right there from the landing page of the patio, the podcast videos that are available on castingactorscast.com. But listen, if you do that, if you fill out the form that says dive into the talent pool, here are some freebies that I'm giving you absolutely free of charge. One is a book, a hundred page PDF book on doing voiceover work. It's called Conversation Pieces Out of the Studio, the voiceover workshop for professional actors. It's 100 pages. It's absolutely free of charge. You can download it. You can print it out if you want. You can do a reader. You could also go to Amazon and pay money for it, <laughs> but I'm giving it to you absolutely free of charge. The th second thing is a video that I did a few years back called Casting Secrets, What They Don't Tell You. <laughs> but guess what? I'm going to tell you. It's a free 20-minute video, all for simply filling out that form, maybe requesting uh, some more information for a future podcast, whatever you'd like on that form. This is a good moment also to share with you that I really would appreciate it if you get anything out of this podcast today, or if you've been a previous listener, please consider leaving me a like, a, a review. Please consider subscribing to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, especially iTunes. If you could just take a moment and just put out a review out there for me, I just love, love getting these reviews. Um, we've gotten hundreds and hundreds, over the 100,000 downloads of the podcast. It's been really 
really gratifying, and I get so excited when I hear from those of you that are out there and are listening. So thank you very much for that. Finally, here's my shout out to my good friends at ActorsConnection.com slash New York. Workshops, seminars, and classes with working professionals in the industry. Do check them out if you will. ActorsConnection.com. All right. Let's talk about today's episode, shall we? The new year. You know, for me, I try to do resolutions and I just kind of think about after three or four days, I forget about every damn one of them. (laughs) I'm not sure if making a resolution is like the best idea, but I understand the reason behind it. You want to sort of close the chapter on the last year and then you want to open up the new fresh start that the new year promises. And so I think that as an actor, as a performer, there are some very tangible, specific things that you can do to help yourself. So best ways to approach the new year. Here are five things to consider. Number one, realistic goal setting. Now, when I'm saying realistic goal setting, you probably might be thinking, I'm thinking of, you know, thinking too big. You know, I'm going to have three movies and four Broadway shows next year. Um, I'm talking about realistic goal setting. I'm talking about those goals that are logically within your reach. But here's the thing. Please refrain from modest goal setting. You know, I'm going to be taking a class next year. Well, you know what? I think that's great, but I really think that you should aim higher than that. So at the same time, don't aim too high, but then don't sell yourself short. So please refrain from modest gains or, or like I said, overly ambitious ones. Number two, have a plan. I know I say this all the time. Have a plan. Write it down. You can do it in, in many different formats, right? You can have, let's say, a vision board. You've, you all know what a vision board is, I'm assuming. It's sort of where you project what you are looking for. Um, some people call it manifesting your future. You cut out pictures in the magazine or you d- decide little phrases for yourself. So a vision board is really kind of a cool idea. I personally, I've never done one. And you know what? I think At this moment, I'm deciding that I'm going to do one. Yeah, I'm going to put one together. Um, Maybe I'll share that in a future podcast, talking to you about the trials and tribulations of putting together a vision board. It might be something as simple as just have a checklist or create a chart for yourself, a little uh, chart of accomplished tasks that you might set for yourself. Or even simpler yet, now is the time to start a diary. A daily journal. Journaling is such an important aspect to the creative process that I encourage you to pick up a blank notebook and just start writing in. So consider it a diary entry or just random thoughts on your career and your career aspirations. You'll be so surprised at how focused you can become by just simply sticking to that regular task of journal entry. All right, let's move on from there. Being specific with your plan. Uh, Many times people say, well, I'm going to get an agent next year. Well, you know, that's great. And I, you know, nothing wrong with that. 
But you know, the more specific you are, what kind of an agent are you looking for? What agents are you familiar with? Why would that agent be of particular help to you? And so laying out details and more specifics about how you're going to approach that goal is so much better for you. So the more details you have, the better it is when you are specific with your plan. Number four, be wary of timetables for your goals. Now, I don't know how you feel about this, but, um, you know, if you give yourself, you know, I'm going to get a national network commercial in two months, you know, once you set that kind of a goal, frankly, you're only setting yourself up for disappointment. So while I think it's a good idea to be very specific with your goals, be careful about applying a timetable for those goals. In other words, keeping an open mind about how it's going to happen is really, I think, a much healthier approach because we don't need ammunition to beat ourselves up. Uh, it comes really easily for creative people. So just be careful about timetables. Number five, use a pencil with an eraser when you have your plan written down. What do I mean by that? All right, don't write it in stone. Use a pencil with an eraser so that if something changes, perhaps your goal changes, guess what? You are allowed to set a goal and then alter it as you need. It's not a matter of no matter, come hell or high water, I'm going to achieve this goal. You know what? You're doing yourself a disservice. So know that any time you set a goal for yourself, allow yourself the opportunity to make adjustments. Allow yourself an opportunity to kind of circumvent that one goal as it relates to and might shift into another goal. It really is okay. After all, you're the goal setter. <laughs> you can make the rules up as you go along. So moving on from there, the thing that I'm trying to share with you today is really a, a way of avoiding getting hurt. When we set ourselves up for disappointment, I promise you disappointment will appear. So I think that there are best ways to avoid being hurt by those expectations gone awry. So here are some. Number one, understanding what you can control versus what you cannot control. I've talked about this all the time. You cannot control how others feel about you. You can only control how you feel. And so when you set up a goal for yourself, it's not really a matter of you losing control. It's not a matter of you totally in control. There are things that are completely out of your hands. And we spend a lot of time worrying about those things we have no control over. I'm only suggesting that you keep a perspective on what you have control over, which is what you have no control over. That is, to me, a great way of keeping yourself from getting overly hurt or hurting yourself with some of the choices and decisions that happen in your future. Number two, separate your emotions from your expectations. What do I mean by that? You are not your feelings. Just because you're feeling bad doesn't mean you are bad. 
So keeping a separate handle on how you're feeling based on how you have expectations that didn't get fulfilled. Those are two separate things. Expectations that didn't get fulfilled do not make you less a person. I hope that makes sense. So separate your emotions from your expectations. You are not your feelings. Number three, I would suggest you question the reality of any given situation. Now, I did a podcast, oh, I don't know, maybe half dozen podcasts ago, patios, podcast videos, um, where we talked about preparation meeting opportunity and the difference between being lucky versus being prepared. So if you find yourself in a disappointment about something that's happening or not happening within your career, Please keep yourself in tune with what you have control over and what you don't have control over, which is what I just mentioned. But understanding that there's something that you have control over in terms of your preparation. You don't have any control over being lucky or not. Just because you enter the lottery doesn't mean you're going to win the lottery. If you know that the odds of you winning the lottery are 2 million to 1, to me, that's questioning the reality of the situation that you're probably not going to win the lottery. But does that mean you will never win the lottery? No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that at all. It just simply means that you have a better grasp of the reality of what's happening. Number four, please know, and this is coming from the heart, <laughs> know that positive momentum always changes in intensity and duration. That's not to say you can't enjoy the successes or when something really great is happening for you and things are moving forward in a good way. I just want to caution you that even that will change. That sense of accomplishment should feel great, but know that it's going to change. And when I say change, I literally mean in intensity and duration. You are not going to be the same person tomorrow as you were yesterday. So please keep that in mind. Even in a positive environment, that emotional intention is going to always seek another path or shift in an interesting and different way. Again, that's something you have no control over. Number five, finally, know that you are not a victim of external situations you cannot control. You know, I see this all the time is how we become victimized by external things that happen to us. We feel um, that we are at fault for something that had nothing to do with us sometimes. Isn't that crazy? That's sort of built into the human I don't know, the human, what am I trying to say? The human biome. <laughs> Is that a word? The human condition. Oh, that's the word. That we take it upon ourselves when something doesn't go our way. It's as if we are looking for ammunition to beat ourselves up with. So please understand that victim mentality might be a temporary way to soften the blow of reality, but truthfully, it doesn't work. Just knowing that you're not a victim of whatever happens to you, that you are simply on this journey, is such a healthy way to not beat yourself up. 
So here are some thoughts I have on the best ways to being a better actor. We've talked about all the self-help stuff here. And I love doing it. I love the subject of this stuff so much. Um, and I hope that we can turn it into something very, very useful for you and something very tangible. So what I call this is the best way to being a better actor. So you probably know a lot of these already if you've been a listener of the podcast, but I'm going to make it concise for you. And these are five things to help you. Number one, okay, you know what I'm going to say probably, but classes. Classes are such an important part of what it is to be a professional actor. Not only is it great for your improvement as an actor, for your challenging yourself, for um, accomplishing that goal-setting structure we just talked about, but classes do so much more. It's a great opportunity to meet professionals in the industry. It's a great opportunity to connect with other human beings. You know, the truth of the matter is since covid most of us feel more isolated than ever before. I know that that feels true. And it is very, very painful to see how that loneliness or aloneness we feel is manifesting itself in our creative worlds. And so classes is a way. It's not the only way, of course, but it is a way that you can get yourself out there working with other actors, meeting teachers, meeting people that are in a position that might be able to give excellent advice and help you on your journey is just an incredible plus for you to at least consider. I know the cost factor. The cost factor literally could be sometimes classes are expensive for many of us. I get it. But if you make that an important goal for yourself, you know what? I know this to be true. There will be a way where the money for you to be able to pay for classes will come into play. It's when you decide that there's, you can't afford it that's, that shuts the door on those opportunities. Keeping your eyes and ears open. There are free opportunities that are out there. Hey, listen, you could make a commitment to listening to all of the podcasts of Casting Actors Cast. Guess what? They're free. And I think there's a lot that can be gained from being a regular listener. So to me, that's what I'm talking about. Um, that's the whole purpose of doing this podcast, by the way, is bringing together like-minded individuals into having a community. Um, speaking of that, I hope that maybe this year I can have the, I hope I have the time um, and the energy to put together, um, I don't know, a, a, a Facebook um, community, perhaps, where we can do some live uh, podcasts. We can do some, you know, just connect with each other a little more frequently and a little more um, personally than just me talking at you. <laughs> so that might be something to uh, for us to consider. If that's something that is of interest to you, then please let me know. So classes, of course, being such a valuable way of making those additional connections. Number two, Keep records of your progress. Keep a diary of those things that you did. You could make it a daily or a weekly. Here's what I did this week for my acting. Here's what I did this week for my career. I can't tell you how many times just simply writing this stuff down can really have an amazing impact on your progress. Number three, I would like you to consider 
maintaining a database of connections you make, whether it's people you met in an audition, where did the audition take place? I know actors that, that write down what the weather was that day of the audition, just things that help them make connections to the experience. Um, taking a meeting. What kind of meetings did you have? Who did you meet? Or maybe taking classes. Do you remember everybody in the class? Did you get their name and their number? Did you get their email address? Did you get the email address of the instructor? In other words, if you maintain a database of all your connections, I think you're going to surprise yourself with how positively that will affect you emotionally. There's no question about it. Now, I kind of alluded to this uh, uh, just a moment ago, but, you know, when I started as an actor, now being a casting director for 14 years now, but I decided when I was an actor, and I was an actor for 20 years, I decided that I was going to do three things a day for my career. That was it. I said, I'm going to do three things a day. And those three things sometimes really difficult to do. Uh, sometimes they were like, I could do eight things that day. But three things a day toward my career was a great rule to give yourself because it's a great motivator. It's also something that you can accomplish, so it has realistic implications. The three things might be uh, going to the gym. It might be meeting with um, another actor friend to talk about the career choices that you are making. It might be going to a class. Those would be three things that you could do. Calling your agent is not one of those three things. I'm talking about things that you do for yourself that can help you feel more accomplished and more successful as an actor. So that's my three things a day rule. So something to revisit, I think. Number five, please do yourself a favor. Remember why you wanted to be an actor in the first place. Recall that moment in your young self where you had an experience, whether it was you in the school play, whether it was you in an audience watching something inspirational, whether it was you watching a television show and you said to yourself, I want to do that. Just please take a moment and remember why you want to do this in the first place. Sometimes we, we forget to enjoy the benefit of our previous experiences that we've had. And so when you can recall the reason why you are here, there's something very refreshing. There's something very uplifting about that energy. So just remember why you wanted to act in the first place. And you'll see, I think you'll see that this is a very, very healthy approach to the quality of your work. Now, speaking of quality, the quality of our acting journey depends on the things we tell ourselves. So it's important to be careful not to listen to voices that are negative or hurtful. Although you think that they're realistic, they only serve to disguise reality. Simply turn down the volume of those voices and amplify the healthy perspective that everything happens for a reason. Finally, being creative is not a justification for suffering. <laughs> you don't have to be a starving artist. Being creative is the part of the puzzle that we piece together to define who we are. Being an actor is our way 
of making a positive difference to the world and to ourselves. Happy New Year. I'm Jeffrey Dreisbach, and this is Casting Actors Cast. Please don't forget to review, like, and share Casting Actors Cast wherever you get your patios, podcast videos. Thanks. I'm Megan Grace Martinez.